This is Sexy Funny Raw, where we chat all about the world of sex, from dating and relationships all the way to the adult industry itself. I'm Sylvia Sage, and this is my Pornspective, answering all the questions you weren't even brave enough to ask Google. Get ready, because Sexy Funny Raw starts now. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I am Sylvia Sage, and this is Sexy, Funny, Raw. And of course, I am joined in studio with my co-host, Dr. Eddie, giving us his public health perspective. Thank you, Dr. Eddie. And in studio with us this month, you guys, I am very excited to introduce the very handsome, very sexy, and very talented male performer, Adam Ramsey, to the show. Hello. How's it going, Sylvia? Hi, Dr. Eddie. So good. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored and flattered. What's funny is you spend a lot of time in this exact studio. I sure do. On your very own podcast. In this chair. That's your chair? There was almost a part of me that was like hoping I was in one of the other ones, but uh, just, you know, this is my angle, I guess. Yeah, that's your chair. That's all you get. We can switch it if you like. That's okay. I like it. I'm comfortable. And your podcast, it's, um, let me ask a question. It's called Sorry for Asking. Sorry for Asking. Damn it. Um, With me and with Cole Connor, who is also another performer uh, in the gay uh, adult industry. Yeah. And we basically, um, the point of the podcast is really just to kind of highlight the creation as well as consumption of gay adult content and how it's shaped us as queer people over the years. Love that. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah. And people have so much to learn also. And people are always just so curious about the industry, right? For sure. And I and I wanted to make sure that we kind of approached it all from a really thoughtful place. I mean, mm-hmm. fluff is fun and we do yes. have room for that. We do leave room for that, but I wanted it to be much more than whose dick do you like better? Right. You know, like, you know, yeah. even though that is fun too. I would I love but... knowing those things. Yeah. <laughs> yes, don't we all? I, I love sharing those yeah. <laughs> things. Um, but yeah, I wanted to make sure that it was a little educational, a little enlightening and really funny. We all have stories in this yes. industry. So it's really funny to share. It's fun to share yeah. those stories. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, today we might be sharing some of those stories because today we are going to be talking about rejection and how you handle rejection, whether in the industry or outside of the industry. I know I have felt so much rejection in Hollywood in general, not just the adult industry in Hollywood, um, ageism, all of it. Um, Have you felt like you've experienced a lot of rejection or very minimal because you're just so handsome? Uh, (laughs) I was going to make a joke about never having been rejected, (laughs) but I'm realizing maybe that's not funny. Um, But believable, (laughs) nonetheless. I've definitely experienced rejection uh, over the years in a variety of ways, uh, romantically, sexually, and certainly within the industry. Um, But uh, some of the advice I give people who are in the industry is how to take a lot of things with a grain of salt. Yes. Um, none of it is that serious. And if you have that self-awareness, which I spent a long time cultivating for myself, mm-hmm. um, being in the adult industry actually kind of helps you deal with rejection a little I better. I agree with that. You know? Yeah. Do you feel that you've experienced it that way as well? I would definitely say that because I had agents in the industry early on basically tell me, look, the you know, the industry is done with you. And I thought, well, that's interesting because I don't think the fans are done with me yet. Mm. So I found my strength in my fan base and I don't 
I mean, I don't really work for companies anymore. So yeah. I'm like, I don't necessarily need the porn industry. So I kind of felt a little rejection from them. And, and I've always felt rejection come award season, you know, always nominated, never a winner. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so it's those type of things. And I always tell myself, like, I don't need an award for porn. But damn it, I would really like an award for porn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I, I sometimes have wondered that every, because I've, I've, I mean, I've been in the industry 10 years now. Yeah, and nine, I'm, I'm right been, there behind you. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, I've been nominated so many times at so many award shows. I've only won like a couple. Um, but you've won. I have won. Yeah. You've never won? Never for anything. See, I never cared so about sad. any of it. Um, yeah. And sometimes I even thought like, am I really just being nominated so we f- fulfill our brown <laughs> person quota in uh, these nomination categories? But I will say especially at one of the big award shows Mm -hmm. getting called up to win an award and accept it is really fun it's really fun of course it's just that moment (laughs) where you are being celebrated and there isn't a single one of us I don't care who you are that little kid inside of you is so excited to go up and grab that award and you know have everybody clapping for you and you're like I did it I totally get that 100% and I want that feeling. Yeah, no. I want that for you. I want you to experience it. Thank me when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever feel like because you mentioned the the brown um, aspect, and yeah. sometimes you feel like maybe you're just being put in as like the token brown guy? Mm. Did you feel rejection because of your skin color ever? Uh, I have in the past, certainly. I think that uh, I am in a lot of ways, and, and I want to preface this by saying like I've I've dealt with this. I don't feel this is not a woe is me story at all um, but I feel that I sometimes fall for some people into a niche category right because uh, not only the color of my skin or my racial and ethnic background but also like I have a very severe face I think sometimes people don't know what to do with that I have these very like you know Jafar meets yeah. <laughs> Aladdin kind yes. of thing yeah um, but like it, it's interesting for me because and and this is a weird perspective for me to have because I have experienced people literally tell me that I am the most beautiful thing they've ever seen. Aww. And in the same night, oh. been like completely ignored and looked through by others. Because if I am not your type, mm. I'm kind of invisible <clears throat> to some people. Okay, um, And I'm kind of actually weirdly grateful for that. Because I feel like if it was all just handed to me all the time, I might be a monster. <laughs> so, so many are. you know, exactly. I mean, I can privilege feel is that. poison. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, no, I can definitely feel that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like my rejection in the the real world almost feels harder mm. because I feel like by society, I'm almost rejected as a human. You know, I mm. I know Dr. Eddie, you had mentioned in here that you know the that the rejection is reinforced by society. And you mentioned it in the opposite way of um, how, you know, if you're being told no by a partner or being or being told no by a potential partner, that that can, you know, like being told no is something is wrong with you, as opposed to where I feel the opposite. I feel like because I'm being told yes to sex, mm. society is like, well, now that makes you not worthy because I've accepted sex. I don't mm. know. So it's, Maybe in some categories yeah. you get rejected. Uh, I just feel like by in society in large, yeah. being rejected as me as a person. Okay. You know, by especially by intimate others or a lot of times just by peers in general. 
Yes, I know what you're talking about. And I have experienced this as well. I feel like sometimes um, when you're placed on this pedestal because you're in adult films right. and or you look a certain way or you present a certain way and you take care of yourself, um, sometimes that, especially by certain people, um, the pedestal is left alone. It's like right. we don't go there. And like, you know, I feel like just a big dork on the inside. Like I, I, I don't feel like I, ha I had a friend of mine who like, I really like, this is someone I consider a close friend. He told me recently that, do you guys watch the other two? Do you know that show? No. Um, well, I know the show. Oh, okay. So, so, okay. so I'll, I'll keep this brief, but like there, there's like a, a running joke where like one of the main characters who's kind of this dorky gay guy, he has this funny relationship with insta gays who are like, you know, gay guys who have like a million followers oh, and, okay. and, you know, are kind of like, you know, oh my God, you're so funny. Let, let's post this selfie and get branding from so and so, from glad trash bags. Yeah. He told me that our relationship reminded him of that. And I was like, I was so insulted by that. I was like, what? Like I, you're his Instagram boo or yes, something? And yeah. I don't feel that way at all. And I'm not. Yeah. And he, he clarified what he meant. He's like, I don't think you're one of those. But he said, but our relationship reminds me of that like comparison. And I was like, damn, the pedestal is, is kicked it's out. It's like a lonely place yeah. sometimes. Because yeah. um, I don't feel like I'm on a pedestal. I don't place myself on a pedestal. Same. I you know? never feel like I'm on a pedestal. No. Does, do you think that people maybe try and get close to you because of the brand? Uh, sometimes I, uh, sometimes yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I feel like I've been, I've generally been pretty good at catching that. Um, it's actually the other thing that hurts more is when like I, I get close to people and they have this sort of like arm's length thing they're doing with me. I've, I've been told a couple times after sex, um, were you performing? Mm. And I'm kind of like, what? Wow, no. well, that's a compliment. Like, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I understand that perspective too, but I'm kind of like. I would like, love if someone <laughs> asked me that. Like, yes, that's an every time. Yes, exactly, exactly right. I was like, no, I was being real. I just get really passionate and excited about sex. And I was clearly feeling that way toward you. So like, why yeah. can't we forget? Separate. You know, separate, exactly. Compartmentalize, like. But but speaking of that, sure. are you dating inside or out of the industry? Is this somebody that was in the industry or is no. this a civilian? The, the couple times that has happened, uh, maybe three or four times, <laughs> it was always a civilian. Yeah. Um, one of the times it happened was with somebody who I was in a three-year relationship with who he, it started out with him having some kind of reser like reservations and a little bit of judgment about mm -hmm. me being in the industry. But I was able to tease out that really it was because of his own intrigue. Right. And he actually ended up becoming a part of the industry. And he's okay. actually doing really well. Um, Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, obviously, in that instance, like the rejection made him stronger and made him resilient and, you know, got him to where he wanted to be, which I think sometimes the rejection might be the best thing in some situation so I have seen uh, like this is something I also tell a lot of people because like people come to me for advice about adult film the adult film world and like whether they should enter it uh, and I'm just always like it's it's not for the faint of heart <laughs> yeah and I have seen the adult film world bring grown-ass men down yeah absolutely like if you can't handle feeling like the least attractive one on like a location shoot. Yeah. If you can't handle someone not returning your flirtatious advances. Yeah. I mean like I've I I've seen it really bring some people 
to a low place. Yeah. Um, and you know, pe- people talk about this all the time that in the gay and the gay adult industry, like we've had suicides, yeah, like full on. Yeah. People, people feeling like they just don't have anything else to offer, right. and if the r- calls aren't coming in, they. Exit yep. stage left. It's yep. horrible. I mean, I, I hear that all the time, especially from men in the industry on our side as well, because I feel like we have so very few men that work in the straight side mm. that they're either working all the time or they're not at all. And mm. the moment they find out that they're not really working, they just like, well, I guess, you know, this isn't for me, you know, hang their head low and, yeah. and get out. And, you know, it's got to be a tough place for them to be that this just wasn't it for them. But I right. mean... I don't. I just watched somebody leave the industry, which somebody we just had on our. Um, I just created a, a, a game show with a, our mutual friend, and one of the kids we were supposed to shoot with, he won, and we were going to shoot content with him, and he messaged us, and he was like, oh, "I'm just, I moved back to Europe. I obviously just can't fix it here. You know, I just can't cut it here. But thank you guys so much." And it was very sad because he's just a kid, you know. What was the and reason? Like, he just wasn't getting booked. Oh, you know, and that's really what it is. But. I mean, I don't know how it is on uh, the gay side, but when you do not perform as a man, multiple shoots, say two, two, three max, where you fail, they no one will book you. In the longer. straight world. Yeah. When you say you don't perform, do you mean like... So I mean either they erection? can't retain, like no. can't uh, keep an erection sure. or can't come to orgasm right. at the end. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I yeah. mean, and probably word gets around in the industry too. Of course it does. Um, in the yeah in the gay world it's kind of similar like i feel like uh you know we we the erection is like the prized yeah you know like that is we it's so dependent like a shoot is so dependent on whether an erection is it's everything working or not like so (laughs) um so yeah i've definitely seen it uh i've seen that happen to a few performers where they're just like maybe this isn't for me yeah there's just so many variables that go into that direction. That's so true right, as for well. Men. And yeah. so it's not just physical health, of course, which you yeah. all mm-hmm. have, but all the mental health variables and yeah. the stigma and all of these relationship things that we're talking about. All of these combined are what create mm-hmm. like whether you can or can't or how hard it is for that matter. So I just think it's a complicated issue when we're valuing so much with that erection or with what people look like or right. yeah. whatever those things are. Uh, and so there's so much of that in society in general that, again, the adult film industry is like a microcosm of everything that's actually happening. Everywhere. Totally. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But I saw, But what I was saying earlier about the, sometimes the, the rejection being like a benefit, sometimes I feel like like with your relationship where you're talking about like that ending, but you guys both like you're very good friends and you both been on to bigger, better in places and it made you both better as people. So I yeah. think sometimes we're meant to have these rejections to lead us to different places For in sure. our lives. And I don't think it's always a negative to have right. a rejection, you know? Yeah. But so many people in the industry, I would say, don't have that self-awareness yeah. and it really shows up in moments of rejection, yeah. um, especially now that co- like uh, we're making our own content now. Yes. There's so many more opportunities for these yes. feelings to arise. Like I have so many friends who make their own content who if they they'll reach out to somebody and like won't hear back mm-hmm. and will just like they hate spiral yeah. about it. And then they'll yeah. see them film with somebody else and be like, yeah. oh, I must not be good enough yeah. because they're filming with that person sometimes it even manifests in weird things where they'll they'll be like oh they're filming with that person and not me but i'm more attractive than them which means like there must be something wrong with this person there's just so many weird avenues for us to feel ugly ugly Mm -hmm. feelings about it yeah well Um, 
and not to mention, especially in the industry alone, I mean, there's so many body types. And you mentioned earlier not being everyone's like cup of tea. And I feel that all the time, you know, but there's just so much going on. And I'm usually the oldest person on set by a good decade, you (laughs) know, and I'm always playing someone's mom. So like comparing (laughs) my body to the kid, I'm, you know, kid, I hate saying that, um, to the younger um, individual in the film Uh um, who I'm playing their mom. I'm always like, it's really hard not to compare my 40 year old body to their 20 year old bodies, you know, and even then, like you mentioned, can you handle not being the hottest person on set that is a place you really have to go in your brain also like I always just try and be like yeah but you're the most mature on set you're the one who knows what's happening here I mean I can't imagine a world where you're never not the hottest person (laughs) on set but uh, but I understand these feelings we all have them you could be the hottest person in the world and still feel that sometimes we all it's natural yeah yeah how about when the rejection isn't actually rejection, but it's perceived yeah. rejection, right? I think that there's different kinds of rejection. And so there's moments and instances where we're engaging with other people where you might feel like you're being rejected yeah. in some way, whether that's emotional, sexual, physical, whatever. Absolutely. Uh, but it's not actually the case. And people, we've gotten so bad at communicating generally, I think, as a society that I'm curious to know if, if you've kind of encountered anything like that before. That's uh, such a common story. Yeah. It's not rejection, it's projection. Yeah. What is um, that? It's not you, it's me, the, that old saying. Yeah. It's not you, it's me. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, the thing well, is. It's rejection, though. Is it? Well, I mean, that's that's a different side of it, yeah. but, I, but I understand we can also say that, like, it's not them, it's us. Like, like if, right. if it's really just like. It's usually that. It, you know, it's often that. I sure. think we just feel insecure and unseen and unheard and unwanted because, like, we're. I think we sometimes place expectations on certain situations when we're, uh, you know, hoping to. And, and can I also ask you guys this? Like, the thing is. Um, when we're doing this in the adult film world, mm-hmm. it's not always, it's not like a romantic situation. It's not necessarily right. even an intimate situation. Right. It's technically work. Yeah. But there is a level of vulnerability involved yes. because you're sexual. You are you are portraying an intimate situation on camera. Yeah. So it gets very complicated because if you're not able to really like compartmentalize yeah yeah because you're thinking like why am i being rejected is it yeah. because my numbers aren't good enough mm-hmm. or because i'm a hideous quasimodo <laughs> and nobody wants to work with yes. me anymore and so it's the latter yeah i mean yeah. The, the thing is like it, this but is those where thoughts go on sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah so so yeah like you were saying it's like a microcosm of what happens in the real world but you also add to this this extra layer oh, where baggage. it's business and yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's it's very interesting, and I think we I, I wish there was a better way to educate up and coming performers on how uh, to handle this kind of stuff. I've said that for a really long time, and yeah. not even just I mean the financial and the the mental sure. ab- abuse that you're going to be yeah. <laughs> under, you know the emotional all of it. Yeah, I, I wonder how that plays into we have like a, an uptick in people performing mm-hmm. because you don't have to do films to perform anymore right. now everybody can do it on their own right. kind of do you mean um, like studios you don't have to do studios right, anymore right, right. Gotcha. so everybody can have like their own camera and do it at home and whether you engage with other people or not and so I, I wonder what the relationship is there for the the new people coming in uh, 
because rejection might be you're not getting paid in Bitcoin or whatever that is. Um, <laughs> or not getting booked by that, you know, XYZ studio, you know, like right. I get that because they're not worried about like what I'm worried about. Like, I, you know, I want to make sure I only go shoot for Brazzers and Naughty America and like the big companies, right. you know, like that. They're not even worried about that. They're just worried about the clicks that they get on their own personal site, which would be nice, you know, but I'm sure they also get negative comments in those comment sections, sure. you know. Imagine. People do not know how to just be nice or shut your fucking mouth. That's a space where that's become the norm. Yeah. And it's, the anonymity of it yeah. becomes a space where people can be like their true, vicious, nasty selves. Yeah. Well, that's actually kind of a funny segue from what we've been talking about is getting rejected by the public yes. on some levels, yeah. whether outwardly and openly and verbally on like, a you know, the Twitter hellscape <laughs> or like, you know, by just like people not subscribing to your stuff. Yeah, I I am telling fellow performers constantly don't engage yeah. with people who say not nasty things yeah. about you. Like that to me, that's not that's not star like behavior. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't get into Twitter it's wars with strangers. Because right? now it's almost an expectation that the performers that you follow and the super fans have, have some, some interaction, right? Yeah. And so they are pursuing you because of that interaction. It's yeah. a different yeah. level now, right? They didn't have to deal with this in the eighties, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so by doing that, it, maybe that's creating some form of individual connection. I've started killing those people with kindness. The <laughs> mm. people that when they do a negative, nasty sure. comment, I always I just say something like smart, and I'm like, but thank you for your energy. I will be u- sure to use it for positive. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, rage yeah. can be very useful. <laughs> it for can, sure. but maybe not on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not useful. Yeah, no. The general public can be the most brutal because you're right. There, there. It's the anonymity, and there's no one. You know. Yeah pointing them out and I'm sure as hell not going to take the time to go down the rabbit hole to find out who you are Mr. User 56924 you know like I don't give a fuck you know like your time like what you're doing in your life is not worth my time and I almost wish that what I was doing wasn't worth yours right right (laughs) almost almost yeah (laughs) I still want the clicks yeah fair enough please subscribe is there there a, a time where you've encountered rejection from society at large because of your work in the adult film industry so not so much of the at the level of fans or people on twitter but society in general where people are perhaps rejecting you because you're an adult film star and there's like these stigma and expectations mm-hmm. for that type of person which is completely false and bullshit but it still exists yeah. uh have you encountered anything like that um thankfully not a lot of it um, I think what I get more is I get underestimated a lot. Mm. That's mostly what happens is I get underestimated. Um, I, I I think people, it's just really easy to think that if you're an adult film performer or if you're in the sex work industry in some level sure. that you must not be smart, you yep. must not be talented, you must not be educated. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, like one of the times that I think I was, I felt actually rejected and I really had to work through it. And it ended up becoming something kind of positive in the moment was I, so the reason I even got into porn was I went for a master's degree in LGBT psychology. Oh, nice. So I was working toward my, um, my MFT license, which I didn't end up getting, but I still saw a lot of clients. Um, that those were some of the times when I would have clients come and sure. I, I wondered if it was because they knew that I was also Adam oh. Ramsey, but there were two 
two times, I think, where a client who I, I had established a really good rapport with, we were doing like really good work. Um, they were like, so I found some pictures and videos and I don't think I could come back. Wow. And it was like, okay. Um, Gosh, but I'm, that seemed like it was about them though, don't you think? Uh, so, yeah. yes, of course. And that's what I ended up doing was I, I, I with, bo- with both of those times that I, re- I can recall, I asked them, please come in for a wrap up session. Right. Mm. And they did. And we came in and I made sure it wasn't like, so why don't you want to see me right. anymore? I was like, let's talk about what it was for you. Like when you found this out about me, mm-hmm. what did this bring up for you? Like mm-hmm. tell me, you know, and it ended up being both times beautiful sessions. Wow. Like really worthwhile stuff that got them to kind of look at their own shame, their own weird feelings of being sexually open and free and liberated. That's such a brilliant brilliant point and a great way to go about something like that because I think that is such a valid question and a lot of people if you ask them that they wouldn't know how to respond to it because they don't know exactly what it is that's so wrong with it because they're having sex they have a job they're certainly watching yeah their job is just not sex you know well but if you're attracted to your therapist which Maybe they were ahead of mm. this, and then this creates an environment mm. where maybe the, this is no longer the right therapist for you. Right. All of those things are certainly possibilities. And I, and I was very clear yeah. that I was open to that. I, mm. And I understand that, that sometimes the transference that happens is Definitely. strong enough as it is. Yeah. Um, so if you're also seeing your therapist, like... Yeah. You know, now you know what his O face looks like. Yeah. It's a little complicated. I and totally get it. But the therapist is already a huge like oh, sexual yeah. fantasy For sure. anyway. The power there or that yeah. at play. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We play with those all the time in different types of Exactly. Adults, right? Definitely. Yeah. The sexy therapist. Yeah. I think I've been a, a sexy therapist. I'll bet you have. Yeah. I, bet you, I bet you both have. <laughs> yeah. right? And if you haven't, Adam. Yeah. You probably should be. We'll now is there. the time. We'll yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You have the previous knowledge also. Mm-hmm. So yep. you'd right. at least have the verbiage <laughs> down. Uh, I feel pretty good about that. Is there anything else you think you want to bring up, Dr. Eddie? You know, I, I now that you mentioned it, I think maybe like a key point that I'd like everybody to kind of at least think about and walk away with is maybe that sometimes we have these feelings of rejection, whether they're perceived or emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and these these feelings aren't necessarily fact, and so they're messages that your body's giving you. Uh, And so whether we listen to them or whether we interrogate them a little bit further, I think these are steps that we need to take. Uh, It seems like more and more we're often taking our feelings as facts. Like, I feel this way, I was rejected, that is it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that becomes problematic because whether that's perceived or real can change and distinguish entire relationships. Uh, Whether that's friendships, sexual relationships, whatever it may be. And I think that distinction and trying to at least interrogate our own ideas about how our feelings and how we respond to those feelings, right? Them being messages and not facts, I think is an important maybe takeaway that you might not get anything from it, but maybe interrogate how you react to some things. Yeah. That could could change the way we interact. And maybe we'd be a little bit nicer and kinder because there's not much kindness happening right now. Yeah. No, I think that's a a beautiful way to put it because your feelings feel factual to you absolutely on a regular basis you know and they feel like it is something you cannot change is something you cannot erase and and those feelings of rejection especially uh i know i'm guilty of carrying them with me you know i have been single for 15 years and i've just assumed that it's like well it's me i'm just not a good (laughs) 
girlfriend and i have just made this the truth in my head but i know it is not fact it is you know circumstance and uh uh but yeah i i always feel the rejection from the world and i am i'm always like trying to be my own biggest cheerleader and and you know convince myself it's just your body giving you messages yeah and so how we want to respond to them you as an both of you as entrepreneurs and, and industrious people have been able to overcome those in different ways that yeah. others perhaps can't. And yeah. that distinction, I think, is really important, too, because we put adult film stars in, like, a bubble sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but I don't see any of you guys that way, only because everyone I know is an incredible, like, brand and entrepreneur and incredible right. business person because that's actually what it is that you guys do. Right. Your business is something specific that some people might have a problem with, but all of you are pretty incredible in the entrepreneurial sense uh, and the branding sense. I learned from you guys all the time about <laughs> branding. Uh, and so I think I think all of these things are somewhat related. Yeah. Uh, I think so. it really boils down to self-awareness. Yeah. Like, I wish there was a better way to teach sure. the world at large, sure. the human population, yeah. a little bit about self-awareness because we'd be able to handle all of these emotions mm-hmm. yeah. so much better. Feelings are messages, not facts. I'm totally stealing that. Yeah. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Self-awareness will get you there. Yeah. It's true. I well, and it. we're not all self-aware. No. As much as we yeah. Most are not. Yeah. Certainly, and yeah. certainly here in L.A. it becomes even more difficult. Yeah. Because right? yeah. I encounter people daily that are not self-aware. Well, it's also <laughs> imposter syndrome of everybody just trying to, mm. you know, fake it till you make it For out sure. here, too. So. Sure. Agreed. Yeah. Well, I thought this was a great episode. Um, thank you so much, Adam. Can you tell the people where they can find you? Ah, yes. Um, you can find me on Instagram at PrinceJasmine underscore or on Twitter at AdamRamsey underscore. Or XO and Ramsey is spelled with a Z I. Love it. Thank you so much, Adam, and thank you, Dr. Eddie, for your public health perspective. We appreciate you so much. And until next time, guys, adios. 